Great Dons fans, and welcome to a pre-season 2024 edition of Don The Stat. I'm Jonathan Walsh, and as always, I'm joined in the Don The Stat studio by Ian Hume. Hume, how's things, mate? I'm doing well, Jono. Glad to be back at work now with school starting back up and just getting back into the routine of that. bit tired at the moment with the first week, but I'll eventually get match fit and be right to go. How are things with you? Yeah, good. Thank you, mate. I, I had some uh, colleagues over from the UK uh, the last week and took them to the AO final on Sunday night. So talking about being a little bit tired, that was way too late on a school night for me. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling the pinch of that, but yeah, otherwise feeling good. And uh, yeah, glad to be here talking to you about some footy. Yeah. And once again, tonight, we're really fortunate to be joined by one of our favorite people and friend of the show in Rick Edwards. Uh, as usual, Rick's been putting in regular appearances at pre-season training for Essendon and is going to give us the benefits of his insights tonight. Rick, thanks for joining us once again on Don The Stat. Yeah, thanks, uh, Ian and, and Jono. It's, uh, it's good to be here. Yeah. Well, how things are going with you? Last time we had you on was to do the player reviews at the end of the season, which was really well received by the listeners. What's been happening since then? Yeah, it's been been good because I've been able to get down to training a, a fair bit and I've found some uh, grassy spots there um, on, on the wings and, and the forward pockets. So I've been able to set myself up and... Um, Got a, got a bit of video over the over the summer, so I managed to, to be in the right spot, uh, Johnny on the spot uh, a couple of times and, and get um, a, a couple of uh, big highlights, including uh, Caddy's um, specky. Yeah. Well, I think people really want to hear about Nate Caddy and as uh, all good uh, media hosts do, we're going to save that to the end so people listen all the way through. So um, if you're wanting to hear about Caddy, you'll have to listen towards the end there. Um, but look, I guess, yeah, you, you said you've been down to pre-season training a fair bit. How have you found pre-season training so far this year? It's been different uh, this summer uh, simply because of the numbers uh, on, the, on the track. Uh, there's probably only been four or five in, in rehab uh, most sessions. So as a consequence of that, I, I don't think I've seen as, as much match sim type stuff before. This time last year, I think there was probably eight or nine in, in the rehab group, and one of those was um, was Sardis, of course. Uh, he's in a huge brace, and he was um, just sitting on a on a plastic chair um, doing handball drills. So it's um, it's a lot different this year. The other thing about this preseason is that it's pretty obvious that they're a very competitive group. Uh, and the, the leader in that is, is is Zach Merritt. There, there was one drill, and it was just a you know a nothing drill uh, right at the end of the, the session um, where he was um, against uh, Jake Kelly, and um, the idea was to to tackle the other player with the ball and, and dispossess him. But you know it was the last drill, and players were sort of you know perhaps not as, as full on as they were earlier uh, in that session, but. For Zach Merritt, uh, every every moment counts, and um, so he, um, he he approached Kelly with a bit of ferocity and um, dispossessed him, and, and then Merritt um, let out sort of an audible um, celebration. Um, so uh, for him, uh, every chance to you know win a contest is is important, and um, I think that's hopefully rubbing off on the group. Yeah, that's really good to hear. You know, Zach's been trying to drive those standards for a while now, hasn't he? It sounds like he's uh, he's now got a a full club focus to to get behind him and support him in that. I, I think it, it it seems to me that maybe in the past his style was resented a little bit, but that's certainly changed. And yeah, it's it's certainly great that we've got so many extra players on the track. And I guess we've also got the benefit of having some of the new VFL list signings and some of the academy boys getting involved in that too. So there there is a few more guys to to run around and and add to that competitiveness. What a you mentioned there's there's been more match sim taking place, but um, have you noticed any particular changes in the way that training's been ran this year as as opposed to last year? They've they've changed the the days that they, they train this summer, so. This time, um, this preseason, the main sessions are Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday, uh, and they're also on on the track uh, earlier. And I think the players have, have been behind this, or, or at least consulted in, in in this change, and it's been pretty well received uh, by by the group. Obviously, the the game plan is is becoming a, a little bit more embedded, um, so that there may have been players who, who really 
didn't fully grasp it last year. Um, you know, it was still sort of sinking in in year one, but but now it's it's year two. The other big train, big change to training this year is um, Brad Scott has now got uh, his people around him. So you know, David Rath has come in as coaching innovation and game strategy manager, and Dr. Ben Robbins is the head of psychology and wellbeing. And even uh, today, Channel Seven reported that um, they've they've flown in a um, NRL guru, a, a professor, um, I think from Queensland, who um, is is helping out with um, culture and, and things like that. Yeah, well, I missed that tidbit. That's um, that's exciting to hear. We also, I know we also hired a, a consultant from. Uh, Cricket Australia, wasn't it, during, you know, sort of halfway through last season to come and help get on top of some of these stress fracture injuries and the like that we're seeing with our young players. So it's good to to hear that we're, uh, you know, we're, we're squeezing our, our footy department soft cap as far as we possibly can and getting best of breed experts in each of the various areas. Is it a, a bit of a, a sort of share the load uh, type of thing with the coaches or is there, you know, or is it very much Brad Scott's way? Yeah, you're right. It is is sort of sharing the the workload. I think uh, so. Scott often sort of hangs back and, and lets lets the other guys um, do their thing, and 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 they're the ones that are giving the, the feedback. And uh, I might touch on this later, but the the feedback is instantaneous during during training. So if there's something to be pointed out, it'll be pointed out to that player sort of straight away. Yeah, that sounds like it's a bit of a change in his approach from. From his first stint as uh, an AFL senior coach. Yeah, even when I've been down at training, I've, I've managed to make it down a, a couple of times. I've, I've noticed the assistant coaches, particularly, for example, I've seen Brett and Stan do it a lot. He just, they're running a drill and then he'll stop them and he'll, he'll get them to express why they're doing what they're doing and, and what they think they're doing. You know, really giving that feedback honestly and, and quickly, so that you're not making the same mistakes twice. So it seems like, as you as you mentioned there, Rick, it's it's a real focus for the for the coaching staff to really get on top of any errors or mistakes rather quickly. So yeah, I guess just building on that, what sort of things do you they seem to be focusing on in terms of drills and and gameplay sort of aspects? Probably the the main thing is the defensive fifty um, ball movement, which which probably doesn't come as a surprise to to, to guys like you. Uh, so sometimes the, the defenders will will start with the ball, um, and other times they'll have to win it back, and then start the ball movement chain. They it, it's pretty repetitive stuff. So sometimes they'll, they'll do it for for ten or fifteen minutes, and you know be pretty spent by the by the time they've, they've finished it. Some of the things that they're focusing on in particular is um, looking for the next target before they even get the ball. And the other thing would be um, a bit more uh, attention to detail in terms of manning the mark uh, this this summer. What do you mean by attention to detail and manning the mark? Is it about trying to take the mark or are they they're really keen on getting getting back and getting that you know that five meters back so they can cut off more space? Uh, yeah, that's, that, that's a good question. I, I think uh, just just sort of, um, you know, at the times players can just go through the motions that we're standing on the mark, but um, they, they sort of seem to be getting up to the mark really quickly. Um, so um, that, that seems to be uh, a deliberate thing. Yeah, so it sounds like there's a real focus on you, you touched on it, Rick, that attention to detail and yeah, those, those little uh one percenters, isn't it? Just uh, you know, if you, you those little things all add up to to driving improved standards and, and ultimately train as you play. Yeah, that that's right. It, very much so, yeah. So it, it does seem to be across the board, you know, a, a lot of attention to to detail. And I guess looking at training we're want to see better delivery. You talked about the back line and moving the ball out of the back line and the skills are part of that. How do the skills seem at this stage of the year, particularly given your experience of watching training at this time? Is it Are they better or are they worse than they, they usually are or are they about the same level? I remember, Humi, we talked about this uh, 12 months ago and I was critical of the, the skill level then. And I still don't think we're, we're quite at the, the standard Required. It's not um, really dissimilar to, to last 
summer. Um, some days we have really good school sessions and other days you just see sloppy area errors pretty consistently. So, um, yeah, I, I can't really say confidently that there's been a lot of improvement there. Yeah, well, I guess one of the things that has been noticed is you mentioned him earlier, David Raff, and, and there does seem to be a fair bit of him working on individual player skills. I know he's worked with, with Sardis and with Parrish on, on their kicking. Has that been his main role with the side? Obviously, he comes off, you know, being a key part of Hawthorne's uh, three-peat in the mid-2010s. I guess what's his presence been like at training and, and what sort of things do you, has he been focused on? It's, it's a really good question. Brad um, certainly spending a lot of time um, on the track chatting to, to Rath and no doubt behind uh, closed doors as, as well. Rath, um, as you said, Ian has been doing individual sessions with with players often uh, at the end of um, training, but he's also been involved uh, in, in setting up um, things like when the players train, like I talked about the days before, that they're now training, and, and the focus has been to gear up um, the week so that, that Saturday is the main um, match simulation day. So I guess to, to mirror what will happen in, in the season proper. So he, he's been very much involved in, in, in that sort of um, structure of the week. Uh, I, I think he will be leaned on a fair bit during the season. He's, he's definitely, you can just tell, he's definitely one of those blokes that's very much uh, inside the tent. I'm excited about the contribution he can make to to our playing group and to our coaches. I don't think they're uh, necessarily things that are going to be seen overnight. It's going to take a while to bet in, but but I do think he's got the qualities that are, are going to add a real lot uh, or, or will add a real lot to, to our group. Um, uh, who are some of the individuals, mate, that have stood out to you so far in terms of, you know, either their improvement from last year or or how they've come back physically? There's, there's a few of them, John. I probably I'll start with um, Durham, uh, who's obviously you know he's done pretty well in um, the time trials that they've had at the, the two time trials. But he's just perhaps as a result of his extra fitness, he, he's getting to more contests. Martin, uh, as everyone knows, he's at half back now, and he's he's just got that real polish, uh, hasn't he? You know, I know we're all big big fans of of Nick, but um, for the guys, you know, leading up to the perhaps the wing. You know, to see him coming uh, from the back line, that they know that they're going to get the ball, they're going to get good service. Um, the, the only thing with, with him is he's still learning the defensive side. So, you know, now and then you, you do see him, um, you know, exposed. Uh, so that's, that's sort of an area where, where he's, he's obviously got to learn a bit. Uh, Parrish um, is looking really strong and, and really confident. You know, he, um, he only played 18 games Last year, he missed a bit of footy, and I, I thought that really uh, hurt us. So uh, if we can get him through the year, that that will be um, important. Uh, Baldwin is marking um, everything. It uh, doesn't matter who he plays on, and um, it just doesn't look like he's getting uh, beaten. Just, just on him, sorry, just yeah. on Baldwin. Uh, is he playing a, more of a you know a lockdown role and make, taking marks or is he playing sort of a, a loose defender like a, a Ridley and taking marks because I've heard I've heard that from multiple people that he's marking everything I was just interested in what sort of role he's he's sort of playing in those match sims yeah no he, he's not he's not a loose man or anything he's, he's playing on on blokes and, and just sort of backing himself to, to take the mark like he's just a guy that doesn't punch I, I don't see him punch much at all he just backs himself to to take the mark uh, a few others, um, McGrath. You know, he's he's been really hard to beat. Like guys like Menzi, you know, and and the Davies when they've, they've played forward uh, have struggled to beat him. McGrath's also uh, drifted forward a little bit, so he's had um, a number of shots on goal. Uh, Caddy uh, has been a standout, um, but we'll we'll touch on him a bit later. Uh, Gresham, he uh, has just been popping up everywhere. Like he, he just seems to to be in the right spot at the right time. So um, he, um, he's he been really impressive. I've, I've loved what I've, I've seen from him. Uh, and Redman, uh, he, um, when he decides to, to, to take players on, um, that they can't stop him. So he, he'll just get through, um, you know, two or three guys and um, go on a, a little bit of a run. 
And probably the last one who's been a standout for me um, is is Todd Goldstein. Uh, just just in terms, not in, in terms of you know his possessions or anything, but probably it's just noticeable that he's really setting um, an example. Um, I, I haven't seen many guys um, run with the, the commitment um, doing doing laps like he does. Uh, he, he's just a machine. Um, so uh, I, I'd imagine that he is helping to, to set really high standards. You know, having said that, you know, he, he turns 36 this year. So I'd, I'd probably, you know, people should temper their expectations. But um, I think he's a good pickup. I think even if he wasn't to play a game, and, and of course he will, particular, particularly with uh, Draper having an, an interrupted preseason, but it sounds like he's you know pretty much back to, to full training now. I think that the impact that he'll have on the playing group in driving those standards and, and for a guy who's nearly 36 to, uh, you know, uh, a, a lot of guys of that age and that experience are, are sort of held back in preseason and, and managed through it because they've done, you know, they've had 15 years of it for him to be running on top of the ground and, and really, uh, yeah, pushing himself to get the most out of himself at this age. I'm sure he's going to, to really set a, uh, a benchmark for, for Draper to, to, you know, come back and, and, and raise his game. You spoke glowingly about Sam Durham and his improvement in his fitness standards and being able to get to to more contests and a little bit about Baldwin as well. Uh, it sounds to me like they're probably the, the two that have maybe allegate, elevated their game and their training from where they were last year the most. Is there, there anyone else that, that might be in that category that's that's really stood up and seemingly a lot better prepared than they were this time last year? Yeah, I'll throw up a, a few more names. Um, the Davy boys are, are showing some some glimpses. Uh, Jaden's been um, back, uh, you know, more often than forward, but he is, is just really clean, and it's just got those first few steps are, are dynamite, are, are explosive. Like he um, he just really um, separates himself. Um, so he, he's been good. Um, Alwyn has also been been good. He's, he's really clever, and sometimes. When um, he's in congestion and it's quite tight, and he's got nice little sort of sidesteps, so he's he's shown some flashes. Uh, Reed and, and Jones, um, they're um, they're now you can sort of see it when you, you get up close to them. They're they're sort of believing in, in their bodies now. Um, that there's that that confidence, and you know they're they're like, for example, doing a hard session on, on a Saturday, and then they're backing that up on. On a Monday, and as you guys know, that's that's sort of the one of the real keys to be able to to, to back up, you know, hard sessions. So, but you can just see it. Like the other day, Reed Reed took off um, for a ball in in front of me, and he, his speed um, shouldn't be um, underrated. He, he really can fly. Um, so, so those those two have been good. Uh, I think Cox um, has also been one who's improved. Just in terms of learning a new position, he is making uh, uh, progress in, in learning how to play in the back line. He's played on on talls and, and smalls, and you know he's been challenged. He, he certainly has been beaten, but he's held his own other times. And you know he's taking some contested marks, and um, he's getting lots of coaching. Uh, at the last session I went to a couple of days ago, um, Michael Hurley. Was telling him Cox was on stringer and Hurley was saying, "Make sure you touch him. Make sure you're touching him all the time. You know, get your get your arm into him. You know, this is before the ball's coming. You know, just make sure you're touching him. Make make sure you're touching him." So, um, I think he is slowly getting better as as a defender. As I said, he he has been uh, exposed a few times, but each session I think he's he's getting a little bit better. Just on on Cox, there does it does it seem like they're settling him down back? Is he is he played many other roles in in match sim or any, anything like that, or is it he seems to be locked into that back line at this stage? He was on the on the Channel Seven News again. That's another plug for Channel Seven uh, tonight. He was uh, practicing goal kicking, but yeah, uh, overwhelmingly he's been played uh, in, in the back line just about every match sim. Yeah, and it, it's really pleasing what you say about those three tools that you brought up, Cox, Reed, and Jones, given their injury history and the fact that we've invested so much time into them that potentially, touch wood, that they're getting through this preseason and they're going to be challenging for selection. I guess with in terms of Reed, I think he's given he's probably played the least out of, out of the three of them. He's 
probably got the most interest there. Based based on what you've seen, does it seem like they're, they're setting it up for him to be playing in round one or do you think it, it's still a lot up in the air there? I think with, with Reed, that Brad Scott and, and others at the club have, have really, um, you know, shown uh, how they feel about him. They, they seem to, in past seasons, have wanted to play him as soon as he's possibly um, fit. So I think there's that. But um, certainly this summer, he, um, you know, it seems to be that he's sort of paired with Mackay. They're always on the on the same team in, in match sim. And um, it's it's just my, my guess that, um, those those two will be penciled in as, as as the first two sort of uh, bigs in the back line. I think uh, Reid, I'm excited with what you've said on on what you've you've noticed in in the sessions you've been at with both Reid and Jones. I think if those two can come on and and have you know long careers and 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 fulfil the potential that they've clearly got, then it it really does transform our list because it locks down you know two key pillars. Uh, you know we, we've got McKay, we've got Peter Wright and Langford who are fifty year goal kickers forward. Uh, it, it really does help bolster that spine and 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 you know give us something to build the rest of our squad around. And then you know a player like Cox and uh, you only briefly touched on Sardis right at the start. Those two can then be the the real cream on top in in their choice. And positions, so yeah, it's it's really pleasing. Touchwood at at this stage that both Reed and and uh, and Jones are fit and and giving themselves every chance to play round one. And and if we can get fifteen to to twenty games out of each of them this year, then I think it will be a, a real step forward for the club. Just going back to something you you mentioned earlier when we started to go through the standout performers, you mentioned that the Nick Martin move to the back line. We when we spoke the other week. Uh, Jono and I, we, we sort of said, is it is it just a scenario thing or is it a something that they're going to go, that's going to be his position going forward? Uh, based on what you said, it, it does sound like this seems to be the go. They're going to play him off the half-back line uh, for that kicking style. How do you, how have you seen that? How is he adjusting in that, that sort of role? It, it's obviously difficult to know when you're only playing against yourself and in drills, but... Is he is he bringing something we we haven't had in the past to that to that back line? Yeah, he. Um, it, it does seem like they are settling him into that spot. However, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't sort of say categorically that that's where he's going to play all the time. Uh, you know, he still gets up to the wing a fair bit. So I think maybe it could be a case of them just adding an extra string to his bow. But he. Um, Obviously, his his foot skills are good. Everyone knows that. Um, but he has sort of been able to to sort of get into the hole um, a few times and, and take some intercept marks. So I thought that that was a real positive. But um, as I said, the only negative is that he's got lost a couple of times on on, on smalls and um, and they've made him pay. Well, look, it's going to take time. We've spoken about for the last couple of years that he, he does seem like he does need to still learn things defensively, offensively. He's he's quite quite strong, obviously, but we've talked about running patterns and the like, and he did improve last year in that. So hopefully a bit more time and practice down in that back line, he can be, play a really good, good role in, in that area and, and really drive us forward. It, it does seem like potentially with some of the talk of, of Hind being played or practicing in the forward line that maybe we're moving away from trying to play a run and gun style and, and rely more on, on foot skills to, to move it out of the back line there. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think that's a really good point right? regarding Hind. He is um, spending a lot of time up forward. Which I don't think is a bad thing because again, we're still trying to lock down those, those small forwards and he has shown he can play as a small forward. He's got a, a good goal sense and he's obviously with his speed puts on good pressure there and, you know, Jono, Jono will probably uh, kick me off the pod for saying this, but Menzi isn't, you know, 100% locked in to his position just yet. And obviously players like Guelphy and and the Davies and, and even Tex Wanganing when he comes back, you know, they're probably all competing for for one spot, you know, with Gresham coming in and we'll touch on him again later. But, you know, more competition there, you know, probably can push Menzi up to to being a great player, Jono. That's, that's what he needs. He needs a bit of competition just to make sure he's staying sharp. 
Yeah, look, Rick, you might get a call up to be the permanent co-host if Hume keeps this kind of uh, chat up. But uh, no, no, you're right. He he is, for all intents and purposes, only a second-year player, isn't he, given that he only played a couple of games after getting picked up in the mid-season draft. So he does have a long way to go. And, and the last thing that we want from any player is to to get complacent. And, and, and you know, if we, uh, we've we got uh, McGrath and and Redmond down back, don't we, who are quite explosive and, and do are uh, pretty quick on the mark and, and can play that that run and explode role. And and uh, Ridley is is one who's quite calm and composed with ball in hand. And and to add that to to Nick Martin's game can only be a good thing. And and I'm uh, you know I'm, I'm still sure that we'll see him in a in a variety of roles throughout this season. But uh, uh, you know ultimately, if it's going to help him to to learn the defensive side of his game, whether he plays at halfback during the year or it's only a pre-season thing, he'll become a, a more all-rounded player for it. And and then, yeah, to, to have Nick Hind forward and uh, in his last year of a contract to, to really, you know, put pressure on on Menzi and make sure that he's not too comfortable is, yeah, is, is definitely a good thing. So uh, comment duly noted, Humey, and uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give you one last chance. Fair enough. I guess one last thing that just came came to mind before we, we get on to the new players is you again you mentioned Sam Durham as, as one of your standouts based on his fitness and that and there does seem to have been word that he has been tried in the middle uh in match sim. Is that do you think that's something that there is potentially on offer for him or is it again a numbers situation where they where they need players to play that that role during during match sim or is it is it potentially something where he could move into one of those those first or second choice rotations in that midfield? I think he's certainly giving them um, some food food for thought. He's, he's come back uh, and, and added a bit more muscle, so that it's a bit noticeable that he's got a, a bit more size. So potentially, you know, he, he can uh, move into that sort of inside role. And, and yeah, he has um, had some time in there, but, but, but not a lot of time uh, in, in the match sim that, that I've seen. All right, well, without further ado, we'll, we'll start talking about the, the newer players. And you have touched on uh, a couple already, but let's just go through them uh, one at a time. So let's start with Ben Mackay. You mentioned that you know he's been paired with Reid a lot. And what is what has he shown in, in terms of what he's going to bring to, to the side? What have you noticed about him? Mackay uh, had a bit of a slow start because of a, a knee uh, concern, but he, he's really um, integrated into to full training for, for quite a while now. He's giving Peter Wright a lot of headaches. Um, I don't think Peter's happy to see him pull up in the, the car park at training. He um, he rarely gets beaten. Uh, so uh, I can only recall one time when he was beaten in a, a match sim marking contest, and that was when he, he sort of slipped and, uh, and Caddy managed to, to take the mark. So... He um he's really safe as a bank and just just doesn't get beaten. You you've touched a little bit on on Goldstein and and the impact that he's had at training, mate. And uh, it, it sounds like he's you know got himself really really fit and 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 building on you know looking to really you know take a spot uh, as our number one ruckman come round one. Uh, how's uh, how's he gone? And, and particularly interested, I, I guess in in perhaps some of his influence and working with some of the younger players. I've seen some photos of him, you know, pulling a couple of our young rucks aside. Have you experienced any of that firsthand? Yeah, he's he's sort of um, been limited. You know, you're quite right. He, he has been um, talking to, to a lot of different guys there, not, not just the rucks, but in terms of match sim, it's pretty much um, Nick Nick Bryan um, all the time. It's a bit of Groundhog Day for, for Nick every day fronts up against Todd. Um, but um, the the thing I've noticed about Goldstein is he has this knack of being able to get more free kicks in rough contests than I've ever seen in my whole life. So I think that used to frustrate us a, a bit when he um, had those putrid uh, blue and white stripes on. But uh, now I don't think we'll uh, be complaining as much. Well, yeah, that that that's certainly something to to look out for. I I, I think we, we touched on it before. I, I really do think he'll raise the the standards overall of our of our ruckman. So uh, whether that's through getting free kicks or or just uh, seeing the likes of Draper and Brian really pull their finger out and, and train harder, I think he's um, he'll have a really positive influence on the group. 
Yeah, well, like moving on again, another player that you, you touched on before was was Jay Gresham and, and what he's brought. What what in particular role does he seem to be playing at training or, or is he sort of going everywhere and, and following the ball um, through the midfield and then back into the forward line? I think that's right, uh, Hume. He really is um, travelling uh, more around than the Leyland brothers. I don't think maybe many people will get that reference, but anyway, let's move on. Uh, he, he, um, he's he been in, in centre bounces and getting centre clearances. He um, he pushes up uh, sort of high half forward to, to get the ball there. But then you see him uh, in the forward pocket. He, he's done a lot of nice work in, in the forward pocket as well. So he, um, he covers a lot of ground. I'm just impressed with how clean he is and um, with his ability in, in, in uh, tight spots where there's a lot of congestion, he, he just seems to be able to tiptoe um, his way through. So uh, he, he's he's been uh, super impressive. Uh, yep. Yeah, I, I think we're in for a big surprise with what he's going to add to, to, uh, to the way that we play and his ability to get from contest to contest. We haven't really had a player like him. There's, there's not really all that many uh, that, that can play that high half forward role, win their own ball in a contested situation, but also then get forward and, and hit the scoreboard as well. He has some unique talents. And and I know there's some knocks on his kicking and, and most Saints fans would, would tell you that it's been pretty poor, but I think... Uh, that's partly a product of the way St Kilda played, and and I know we we would like to see more and more um, elite kickers, but the reality is there's just not that all that many of them. And and if you've got a player who can help you win the ball at the contest, can can, can get to ground balls, and can help you take territory, and put pressure on along the way, then then I think you go a long way to to being a better side. So I'm I'm really positive about what he can add. I, I whilst you were talking about Jay Gresham, I did quickly look up uh, Todd Goldstein. He had the 22nd most free kicks in the competition last year, uh, but he was number five for Ruckman. So uh, so yeah, you, you're right there, mate. He, he does get uh, more than his fair share of, of free kicks. The uh, the last of the mature recruits, I know, I know he's had an interrupted start. He's really only just come back to full training in the last little while. Um, uh, Xavier Dersma, tell us a little bit about the the impact that he's having. How, how's he seemingly settled in in and around the group? Dersma, right, as you said, uh, John, he's only really joined in training the last two, maybe three weeks. So it's a bit hard to to um, offer much commentary on, on, on him. Um, you know, he's, um, he, uh, you know, he's, he's probably just sort of building, I, I imagine, you know, what is it now? It's February 1. So he's probably just, just building. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure uh, whether he's in sort of Brad Scott's uh, realm one plans or, or not. Yeah, he has had some injury interruptions over the last couple of years. But one thing that we do know about him is that he's supremely fit. He he missed a chunk of footy last year, came back into Port's side and and was regularly in their, you know, if if not their number one, their their top three or four for for kilometers covered. And and of course he finished out the season and, and played in their finals team. So I uh, you know, whilst you'd rather have him training than not training, I, I wouldn't be too concerned as as an Essen fan that that he's not gonna have the conditioning to be able to to come in and and you know if he's not picked round one, then certainly putting pressure on to, to make sure that those that are picked are, are, are training really well and and having an impact in those practice games. So, um, yeah, I guess a, a bit more of a wait and see, but I'm, I'm hoping that, uh, yeah, he, he hits the scoreboard early in round one and we see that bow and arrow come out nice and early. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, let's turn our attention to the draftees and, and again, just for suspense, let's go backwards in terms of, the order they were picked. So we'll start with our rookie uh, Ruckman in Vigo Vizantini. Uh, obviously, it's hard to expect much from uh, young Ruckman, uh, particularly one you, you picked up in, in the rookie draft, but particularly early on in, in pre-season training, there was a time when it was only him and Goldstein uh, available. Draper's obviously recovering from his injury and Brian had a, a few niggles that kept him off the track. How have you seen his progress so far? Vigo is a, a big uh, lump of a, a lad, but I, I feel sorry for him. He, he's pretty much been anchored um, in in the deep in the forward line as sort of the full forward, and so he's he's been uh, having to to come up against guys like Mackay and Reed, and and they just haven't given him a, a sniff. Uh, so he's spent very little time in the ruck, 
What I will say, though, is that I probably haven't seen anyone run as many laps uh, this summer as, as Vigo. Um, he's, uh, he's certainly been clocking up the kilometres. Yeah, well, that, that's good to hear. He's putting the work in. Uh, Hume and I did a... I think it was an end of year, right, wasn't it, Hume? So it was sort of before pre-season started and, and certainly before you got every Essen fan uh, doing star jumps and cartwheels uh, on on Twitter and social media, Rick, taking the video of, of Nate Kelly. But uh, Hume asked me who my tip was for our first debutante out of our, our uh, draftees, so, so excluding the... Uh, the mature age players that we've brought in, and and I did say Archie Roberts. I, I felt that at the time we, uh, you know, he had a bit more of a mature body than than um, than a couple of the others, and and certainly filled a need uh, down back and and off half back. But we haven't heard a lot about him. Have you seen much of him, mate? And and anything in particular that that of his attributes that that have stood out so far? I'd have to say, yeah, I'm a bit of a rep for him as well. Uh, but as the as the summer's progressed, though, he, he sort of hasn't got a lot of it, um, really. He's his body's not too bad, but he's probably still sort of uh, weighing in at the, the high seventies. So I think he's he's just sort of uh, found it a bit tougher against the, the the bigger bodies. But one thing that he really has showcased is his kicking. Um, he, he really knows how to. How to, how to hit a kick, and um, you know he has no problem finding targets. You know from um, forty-five uh, meters away. Well, that that's pleasing to hear, particularly about the kicking. As we sort of talked about earlier, if they're they're looking for good kicks out of the back line, and his kicking is quite good, then there's probably a potentially a role for him uh, going forward in that position. Uh, before we get on to Nate Caddy, not Nate Kelly, as as John has said before. Uh, Let's touch on the feel-good story of the draft, Luaman Lowell, uh, who we, we snapped from the Bulldogs' grasp just before they had rights to match. Uh, how's he been uh, acclimatising to training and, and what have you noticed from him? Luau, uh has some serious wheels. Like, he, he can really move. He is, is super, super quick. Uh, unfortunately, I think he's found it a bit like Roberts um, being up against these bigger bodies. Um, Luau, I think, arrived at the club uh, at uh, 70 kilos. And so he's been found out a bit uh, and um, some of the bigger bodies have sort of troubled him. He, he tried to, not that Andy Andy McGrath's um, the Hulk or anything, but he uh, he tried to get around Andy um, the other day and, and Andy wasn't having any of that. And um and just tackled him uh, and dispossessed him. So he's he's sort of, um, you know, you can see that he's got potential and a couple of times he's, he's got up to close to kicking a goal just by running from, from halfback. So there's definitely something there because he's, um, he's super quick. Yeah, and hopefully this is a sign that, uh, that our improved training standards and, you know, physicality and commitment at training is, is making it harder for these guys to stand out rather than, you know, being a reflection on them. It, it is their first preseason overall and it, uh, after all, I should say. And, you know, it is such a a big step up from from under-18 football training and playing against, you know, kids your own age to, to coming up against, you know, Andy McGrath's now been in the system for, oh, what did it be, seven or eight years. So it's a, it's a big, big change. But but someone who ha- seemingly hasn't had any problems at all fitting in and, and having an impact, and, and I think, Rick, you've already got his number on your duffel coat, uh, is is Nate Caddy. Thanks, Kumi. Uh, mate, we, we've seen the screamer and uh, and incredible work getting the video of that, and, and and thank you for being able to share that with with Don's fans. That was uh, that was a real treat. Uh, but yeah, tell tell us a little bit about his preseason so far, and, and maybe the things that. That you know, we we haven't you know those that can't get down to training and uh, and you've been able to spot whilst you've been there. Yeah, thanks that that Mark well, it was a ripper. Thanks for for pointing that out, and I hope the Don's fans didn't mind the eighty eight point uh, watermark that was was over the top of that. Uh, but yeah, I, I probably would like to spend a bit of time on on Caddy. Um, I'll start with what I'm calling uh, Caddy Day, which was uh, January uh, twenty. So I'll just talk about that uh, first first off. Uh, on, on this caddy day, um, he had, um, four opponents. So he had Cox, Laverty, Hayes and Mackay, and he gave them all, um, trouble. Uh, at one stage, 
he blew up one of his opponents just just by 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 running. He got himself thirty meters clear of his opponent and was was all alone in in, in the goal square. I won't I won't dob in the, the bloke that he was playing on at the time, but but he really uh, managed to, to lose him just by running hard. Uh, of course, there, there was the Specky over Laverde, um, and then there was another time when he took a contest, contested mark on the wing, and then ran back to half forward and took a, a second contested mark within about a minute. There was also another time he picked up a loose ball on, on the boundary about 25 metres out and he had a look at the goals, thought about it, uh, but then uh, sent it to Peter Wright. And and later um, he was talking to one of the coaches and uh, he admitted that he was thinking about going the banana, as as you all do, as we all do in that situation. And the coach said to him, if if there's nothing, if there's nothing there, no one presenting, just just have a go for it. Uh, and then Peter Wright chimed in. Wright was the one that received the, the pass from Caddy and, and said, um, it's a good way to make friends, uh, to, to pass it off. Uh, I like, I like that from Peter Wright. Yeah. Good, good way to make friends. Uh, but apart from Caddy Day, you know, this, this guy has been consistent right, right throughout the, uh, the summer. And some of his hallmarks are, you know, he's really, Quick feet. Um, he he's, he's just moves really quickly. Um, Travis Cloak has been working very closely on on um, moving his feet quickly and and his leading patterns. You know he does these repeat leads all the time. So uh, he's very very hard to to stay with and to match up on. Uh, he's also got a, a real desire to to tackle and and to chase. So he, he really enjoys doing that and. Um, when he nails someone, you, you can just see um, that he enjoys that part of it. Uh, he's a immensely straight kick for goal as well, and that's not always the case with Essendon players. And probably the, the last thing um, that I've noticed on Paddy is that you know he's constantly uh, keen to get advice and feedback on his first day there. You know, gee, he was taught. I think it was. Um, Roberts, I don't know his first name, the coach. Um, but yeah, he was, it was certainly, um, getting a lot of info from him and Travis Clark just on day one. You know, you could just see him constantly asking questions and, um, and it's not just forwards or coaches. You know, he was, uh, deep in discussion with, with Dylan Shield the other day. So he, to me, um, and this is evident through some of the interviews he did in 2023, he's got this real uh, hunger to improve. Like, for example, he worked with Anthony Rocker on his goal kicking last year and, and managed to iron out some, some chinks there. So uh, he's got a real uh, desire to, to get better. Yeah, Cam Roberts, that that would be, mate, the, the head of development. It, it sounds like he does have a real uh, – he's a real – student of the game and and he's yeah he, he's going to leave no stone unturned by the sounds of it to to have a a, a long and successful career uh there there is of course a day in january that's become quite divisive amongst australians but perhaps january 20 can at least be the day that's united all lesson supporters yeah that sounds good to me yeah absolutely yeah let's let's get that going caddy day yeah well, look, I guess just just focus on Caddy. We're all excited and you know, want to see him playing as soon as possible. I guess based on what you've seen, and a lot's going to play out in terms of whether they play two rucks or the the structure of the forward line. You mentioned that Jones is is playing quite well at the moment in terms of where he's at compared to previous years, and he's obviously started last season, so they're wanting to get him in. If they had to pick between the two of them at this stage based on what you've seen, who do you think they would go with? Yeah, it's a good question. Uh, and and I, I knew that you were probably going to ask that. Uh, so um, Jones uh, Jones has had a, a good season, a good preseason in terms of uh, continuity, but he, he's not dominating games like Caddy has done. So Caddy's kicked, you know, three or four uh, uh, on multiple occasions. So he's not quite having the same um, summer as, as, as Caddy. Um, so, you know, I, I think, uh, and, you know, I made an effort to try and talk to some people uh, down at the club um, this week. I, I think probably um, 
he, he might not make it to, to round one, that is Caddy. Uh, I think that, that they want to give him a bit of time. Um, so unless Jones, you know, falls over between now and, and the start of the year, I think they're probably content, and you know, to, to let Caddy bide his time in the VFL. But once again, that could change in, in those couple of preseason games if he, if he uh, goes berserk and uh, walks away with a couple of bags. Yeah, he, if he keeps going, as you said, if he keeps going the way he is, he's, he's going to be hard to ignore. And look, it, it, a bit like, you know, Caddy's obviously starting his career and Goldstein's at the other end, but it's the same sort of theme, isn't it? The, the more players you've got putting their hands up in particular roles, it's only going to to drive uh, those others that are in, in the same role to to improve their standards. Uh, but look, all things being equal, and, and by that I mean, you know, we, we have a, a good run with, you know, injuries and the health of our list and, uh, you know, not that we've had too much good luck in that area over the years, but we, we've certainly invested a lot more in it uh, this season, how how confident with what you've seen at, at preseason so far are you that that we'll see some improvement based on what we had last year? You know, overall, I reckon there's some reason for for optimism, and that that's because largely they haven't opened the door the, the medical room um, this summer, so they they haven't had to use um, had to have to have spend much time on on guys that they normally have to and, and the list is, is healthy and and that's what it's all about at the moment um there's optimism because of the, the healthy list you know uh let's look at even cox perkins and reed they've only played a total of two games in together uh in the last three three years so um there are signs now, you know, touching wood that, that things are, are turning and um there's there's a fair bit of optimism now. I think Apart from a healthy list, the other thing is that um, the, the game plan, you know, they've been embedding that and, and putting into practice things um, that, that Scott's wanted them to, I, I reckon. And also, you know, the other thing is the, the natural uh, maturation of, of players. You know, we've got, uh, I had a look before, and there's 12 players that have played at least 100 games now. So uh, so that's another thing in in our favour. So there's, there's cause for optimism. And, and I... I know you'll probably ask me this. Um, I think we'll probably be knocking on on the door of the uh, eight, uh, all things considered, this year. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. I think just that you mentioned the health of the list is quite good at the moment, touching a, quite a lot of, of wood there. Um, and you, you mentioned there that natural that natural growth of the players. You know, another year with the coach. Uh, another year where they're, they're really focused on on trying to improve. You you would imagine that there would be improvement, whether that's, I, I would expect, you know, you'd be winning a couple more games than you did the previous year. But again, you know, at the moment, we're only just seeing them play against themselves. We're not we're not seeing them how they go against opposition and, and be those couple of weeks where we, we see them in those practice matches where we can get a better judgment on, on where exactly they're at. Yeah, I, I agree with you there, mate. And, and some of the guys that that you've you've talked about, Rick, and, and even a couple of, that you haven't, are, are starting to come into that part of their career where they're, you know, pushing towards you know fifty, sixty, and seventy games. You know, Perkins on on sixty two, Draper's played fifty seven, Caldwell fifty five, Durham plays uh, game number fifteen in round one. I'd assume on on his preseason thus far, he he's going to um, get picked there. You know, Nick Martin's played forty four games and and. Yeah, there's some guys that are sort of around that 70 and 80 game mark too that would be looking to take the the next step. So, uh, yeah, improvement is what this year should should be about and, and it sounds like all, all the focus is very much towards that. Oh, look, well, thanks again for your time tonight, Rick. It's, it's always a pleasure hearing from you. As as Jono mentioned, thanks so much for all the work you do documenting training. It's a, it's a great benefit to all of us that, that can't make it and, and really helps build build that sense of where the club's at as well as the hype with, with players like Caddy. Uh, any final words from you before we wrap up this evening? Uh, I'd just like to say um, thanks, uh, guys, for, for the opportunity and um, I, I wish you every success uh, with Don Lestat in, in 2024. You had a, a great year last year. It's going to be hard to back up from, from that, but um, I'm sure you'll, you'll both uh, do a great job with the uh, in-depth sort of analysis you guys have been doing. It's um a real um, bonus to, to have that in the Essendon community. 
Yeah, no, thank you, mate. That, that's really kind of you to say. Uh, and yeah, as, as Humi said, we appreciate. Uh, well, on behalf of Essen fans, we we all appreciate the the effort that you go to, you know, out of your day and taking time away from your day job and 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 family life as well to to get down to the training. Uh, I know it's a big passion of yours, but but you also don't have to go to the effort uh, to to record things and and edit some footage and and put it up on social media and, and you do that out of you know the goodness of your heart to to share with the the bomber community. So thank you for that and and. You know, not only have you been a big supporter of Humi and I in, in coming on the show, I think this is your uh, your your third time on. So you're our, I think our, our, your, our number one guest so far in terms of uh, matches played, uh, but also your your support of both of us. Um, you know, in uh, off the field, so to speak, as well, and 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 checking in and and um, and sharing your feedback with us and and keeping us on our toes. So uh, yeah, you're you're you've been a, a huge part of the the Don on the stat story so far and, and we're very very grateful for it yeah with my duckle coat it, it is full of nate caddy stuff but i do have room for a don the stat uh, badge so i'll give you my uh, address uh, after the show <laughs> sounds good mate we'll get straight on to that for you yeah. all right well look before we go this evening a little housekeeping firstly i want to give a special shout out to reddit user jamal ginsburg uh we spoke last week about the the countdown to round one that that john has been putting a lot of work into and Jamal's been adding some great comments to the season countdown posts that have been added to Reddit. Um, and one of his comments has actually inspired an upcoming post in, in the next couple of days. So I just wanted to say a big thanks to him. Uh, secondly, as we mentioned last week, our Patreon is now active again for the coming season. So for those of you that were wanting to sign up, you can do that from now. Uh, there is a new video up there for patrons at the analyst tier, and there's lots more to come throughout the season. Uh, you will find a link to the description of the Patreon if you are interested in signing up. Well, look, that'll wrap us up for tonight. Uh, John and I will be putting on our selection caps and picking our best 23s for round one next week. So looking forward to that. Uh, any final words from you, Jono? Uh, just thanks again to Rick. Thanks again to yourself, Fumi. The uh uh, best individual game from a Dons player since the 90s has has wrapped up and probably not too much of a surprise to to anybody that Michael Long's 1990 grand final sorry 1993 grand final we don't talk about the 1991 do we uh was the the winner of that uh yeah so that that was really great work made and helped uh yeah make sure there's plenty of Don's things to chat about during the off season we're, we're now only three weeks away from from seeing the the lads take on the Saints in the first practice match so yeah great great work mate uh thanks again to Rick and and looking forward to watching some footy in a, a couple of weeks time cheers mate well said well look stay safe everyone and go Don's <laughs>